The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Another day in Another sad day in the world of sports as the NFL has lost another black man to a tragic death. Will Smith, former New Orleans Saints defensive lineman, has been gunned down in New Orleans over what appears to be something as simple as track road rage. And um, if this doesn't teach all of us a lesson and and show all of us that this gun violence that we're dealing with in our society is almost become a, a natural thing where we just we just listen to it on the news on a nightly basis, and we're almost saying, "Wow, thank God it wasn't me." But now, when it hits close to home and to touch some people that we sometimes think of as being um, invincible guys, because we see them doing some things on the field that that other people can't do. And other people will never do. And we see them in, run, in arenas of 80,000 fans screaming and yelling their name. And, and something as simple as a, a 45 or 38 or 32 or even a 22 can take a man's life. And here this man, he sits, you know... He, 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 he's in a coffin now. You know, it's a terrible thing to say, but the reality is Will Smith is gone. And uh, we'll, he'll never see the light of day again. His kids will never be able to hug him again. And he'll never be able to hug his kids again. This is a sad, sad, um, this is a sad state. And I, I, I feel bad for, for him I feel bad for his kid. I feel I don't, be, I don't. I can't feel bad for him because he's gone. But I do feel so very bad for his children. Um, you know, I lost my dad at, at at a grown age of of 30 years old, and you know, and I I look at at, at these kids who will never um, be able to feel the presence of their father and sit down at the dining room table um, with with their father. And it's it's just really sad, and um, I feel bad. And hey, you know, and, and on the other end, here's here's another person dying from a gun. You know, and they say every five minutes in America, someone dies from a gun. And and, and wow, how what is it going to take for us 
for to someday, hey, say, hey, enough is enough. You know, when when <laughs> it, it is so funny when we when we have other countries that have no gun violence, and here it is, we have gun violence on a daily basis. Every se- on on a matter of seconds, someone is being shot, someone is dying from guns in America. Wow! And is it going to take something like this for us to actually wake up and say, "Hey, I think some of this gun talk and." in rap videos and in rap music is a bit too much. I think what, what Bill Clinton said a couple of days ago is, is, is the reality of what we're living in America. You know, some gang members, these gang upper gangs are giving guns to kids and tell them, hey, if you want to be a part of this, this is what you got to do. Hey, I, we got some something has to stop. And where we have to, where we really have to dig a little deeper and sometimes, you know, it, when I was studying sociology as a student, we would say, get to the root of the problem. Well, one of the roots of this problem is we live in a society where, where actually, and, and, we, and, and, and some athletes are just as guilty as, as, as anyone, we live, in a, we live in a society where we have children growing up that don't know who their fathers are. You know, I, I, oh my, used, you know, my daughter, God bless her heart, you know, it, it took her a long time to come around, but our relationship now is stronger than ever. But she used to tell me, her, she used to tell me, her, her peers used to say, why you get so mad when you have to go visit your dad? At least you got a daddy that wants you to come and see him. And Lord knows I, I had to almost make her come and see me when she turned to be around 13 years old. But hey. That's neither here nor there. We have to take an active role in these children's lives, black men. I mean, hey, you, we got to wake up. We can't be having seven kids in seven states and then don't take care of none of them? Don't see none of them? Come on. I don't, I, I, oh my, I, wow. This is unbelievable. You know, we, we live in a society now where we're, we're actually thinking that it's okay for, for moms to, to raise their kids. And, you know, and, and I, I work with, uh, with the youth golf development in my city here. And um, I have some elder gentlemen that work with me. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. But who drops these kids off or who stays, and stays with the kids every day? It's women. And in a lot of cases, these are grandparents that are women, or even they are single parents that are women. But hey, and, and don't get me wrong, I have some, some uh, men that uh, drop off their kids and come up and be a part of our program. But who taught, who's teaching these young men how to fish? My dad taught me how to fish. Who ran behind me uh, about a mile and a half the day I learned how to ride a bicycle by myself? It wasn't my mom. It was my dad. Who taught me how to shoot marbles? Who taught me how to bake that hook? Who taught me how to turn a wrench? Who taught me how to change the oil in my car? It was my dad. And we have to step up, men, black men. Man, because here's another, here's another black, black life that mattered. All black lives matter. All lives matter. But here is another life that mattered that was taken by a bullet from a gun 
And, and Bill Clinton said it over the weekend, and he caught a lot of flack for it. And I support Bill Clinton in every word that he said. When he said, we talk about black, matter, black lives matters, but hey, here it is. We have all these gangs killing people, and we want to dump on politicians. We need to be screaming and hollering in our community. Hey, come on, and let's listen. This, this thing is beginning to get out of control. We got to do something about this, and I really think we have to wake up, and it starts with the man. It starts with men, and I guess it also starts with women allowing men to, um, hey, we can't, you can't get pregnant from six different men and think the seventh man is going to come along and take care of all seven of those kids. Come on. It's just not going to happen, ladies. Wake up. You know, it's some societies for a long time only allowed you to have one or two children. You know, hey, we, I hope we'd never come to that. In America, I doubt it. Uh, our government would fight that. Our people would fight that wholeheartedly. I don't think we'll ever do anything like that. But, hey, Will Smith is going to die in a violent city. You know, when we start talking about violent cities, um, we, we think of uh, cities like um, the city I, I lived in for many years, Miami, uh, is, is, a, is a violent city. Um, New Orleans um, it has been considered to be a violent um, city. Uh, Chicago, Illinois is considered to be a violent um, city. So, it, you know, they, they, they're, they're in America. And, and trust me, wow, the violence that, are, that has occurred lately is beginning to get out of control. And I think it has to... It, it maybe maybe this is what it takes um, uh, a star uh, a, a hero um, a person that was already um, um, to be inducted into the to the New Orleans Saints Hall of Fame um, so I, I I just maybe it's maybe it's uh, it's going to take something like this for for us to to really wake up and um, and and do something about uh, about. The guns. I mean, really, it it is it, it's it's really got to stop. It really has to stop. Hey, but let's leave let's leave Will Smith and the guns alone, and let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the world of the NFL. Von Miller, Von Miller, I think is probably the most exciting player in the NFL right now. And the reason I say that is because Von Miller, he comes off the edge like no one else. I mean, he, he, he's, a, he's a pass rusher. He's a, he's a linebacker. This man is the closest thing. And he may be even a little bit more athletic than Lawrence Taylor. But Von Miller is the best player in the NFL right now. And I, I, I could say that with a smile on my face. I think Von Miller is the best player in the NFL. If he can stay healthy and play at the level that he played at the end of the season last year, this year for the next three years, we will be talking about him like we talk about Lawrence Taylor. And Von Miller wants to be paid at the top of his game. Now, there's some estimates out there that say Von Miller is worth between 20 and $25 million 
per season. Now, right now, if he signs with the um, with the Denver Broncos, if he doesn't sign with the Denver Broncos, the Denver Broncos are going to franchise tag him and pay him just a little over fourteen million dollars. Now, hey, now Von Miller, the Denver Broncos are offering Von between seventeen and eighteen million dollars. Now, some would say, hey. That's a lot of money per season. And I think it's a lot of money per season, too. You know, um, but if if you can buy a car for, uh, if you can sell your car for $50,000, would you actually take 30? Or would you hold on for a few days and, and see if you can get 50? I think I'd hold on. But we have a call on hold, and let's get him on. Get him off now. Hey, Jarvis, what's going on? Hey, how you doing? Jarvis Williams here from Jacksonville. Hey, how's it going over there in Jacksonville, Florida? Hey, good weather. Can't complain. Uh, yeah. No, very good day. That's Super good. How, day. How, 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 the, uh, how the Jaguars fan over there in... Um, over there in, in Jacksonville in the off season thus far. Any any big moves? Uh, I mean they they signed, they signed a couple of big names. I mean I'm not I'm personally not a Jaguars fan, but they signed a couple of big names and uh, the buzz around the city is pretty exciting, I mean, with the past player Blake Bortles this year. So um they're they're excited about the Jaguars here in Jacksonville, I will tell you that. Well, um, Jarvis, say, you know, I you know, I've known you for quite a while now and I know you are a um a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. And, um, you know, the word on the street is that um, Jameis Winston is losing weight. He's taking more of a leadership role this year. Um, he's, going, he's going to take his game to another level. Uh, both wide receivers are going to be healthy, working out strong with him in the offseason. Both of them are signed. You got your running back. Um, he's all signed. Uh, what's, what's going to be the excuse this year when y'all get, if you don't make the playoffs? Well, we will make the playoffs. We have... You know, we had two we had two big problems this year. Offense wasn't one of them. You know, we were top eight in total offense in the NFL this year. I think top eight. You know, I, I know a lot of Super Bowl championship teams that had top eight offenses. I won't say we can't improve anywhere. Definitely, we can improve on the offensive line. We did sign J.R. Sweeney from Seattle, so that would definitely help at the left guard position where Logan Mack is retired. But our biggest problems were uh, covering the deep, covering the pass. And rushing the rushing the passer, so we signed Robert Davis this offseason. You know, we picked up uh, Jonathan Smith, and we also uh, picked up Brent Grimes. You know, so and we're looking to draft either a pass rusher or a DB. So I'm personally excited about the Buccaneers. I think this is the year, not the year, maybe for a Super Bowl, but it's definitely a year to make some noise in the NFC, push the wild card, definitely even try to push the divisional round. And if we play, you know, it's all star of the line, maybe we'll see, you know, possibly NFC championship. But I definitely think that the Buccaneers are primed and ready for a playoff run in 2016. You know, um, I really hope that the Buccaneers make, an F, make a serious run for the playoffs. Uh, but the signing of a new coach, um, a lot of people in the city were actually beginning to feel a little something with, with uh, Lovey Smith in the state of Florida because uh, the Buccaneers is a state team. Um, they were here long before the Jaguars. Um, but 
I, I think the signing of Dirk Carter, putting him at and bringing him, uh, making him the head coach, uh, I think that's going to make a little. I don't. I don't think the chemistry is going to be the same. I think it's going to take a little time for that chemistry to to gel. And this is his first run at being a head coach. Now, uh, he's he's he he's fresh on the turnip truck. So he has a lot of growing pains to do, and you know that he's going to make some mistakes along the way, uh, whether it be something in the, in, the, in, the, in the time management or whether it be some controversy in his locker room. He's going to have some growing pains to do. How do you think he's going to deal with that? How do you think this young team is going to deal with a new coach? And, you know, sometimes, you know, as an athlete, former athlete as yourself, you know sometimes just a little bit of a, a chokehold off your neck will give you a sense that you are, are free. You know what I mean? And Lovey had a tight rein on that team, and I think Dirk Cutter might lighten up a little bit, and that might just, wow, just let everything go. How do you feel about that? Well, I want to explain exactly why I think not only is Dirk Cutter going to be successful as an NFL head coach and going to be successful this year, but I think it's going to be the smoothest transition in the last 10 years that we've had from a coordinator to a head coach on the same team. Here's why. A top eight offense with the offensive coordinator being Dirk Cutter last year, he's going to be the head coach this year. He's not going anywhere. He's going to be the play caller the same role he, he assumed last year. Obviously, with head coach job comes a lot more responsibility, and that's where he needs somebody he can trust on the other side of the ball to handle the play calling and to handle a lot of the, the personalities and to handle a lot of the uh, egos that are on the other side of the ball. We have a lot of egos on that side of the ball, you know. And Mike Smith, coming from the Atlanta Falcons, the former head coach for the Atlanta Falcons, when Dirk Kettle was the when Dirk Cutter was the offensive coordinator there, they have chemistry. They have chemistry. They gel. They know the direction that they want to take a team to, a team that, if we remember, Mike Smith, I think, I want to say two years straight or two out of three years was the number one team in the NFC and only lost maybe two or three games in the regular season. It was very successful with Matt Ryan, very successful uh, with that offensive line, was very successful with Roddy White, was very successful with that offense, very successful with that defense. They're the best team in the NFC two out of three years. And I know that because in the same division as the Buccaneers, they, they handled us, you know, very well. And so yeah. I think that they're going to handle the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who have more talent on de- on defense, not as much talent on offense as those Falcons did, but definitely more talent on defense. I think it's going to all work out well. I think it's going to be a smooth transition. If it was a new coach, I was coming from out of town. I was coming from another team, coming from college. May have, we may have some talks about that, but we have somebody who the, the guys already trust, and they're ready to go. I know hey, they're going to show up on the place. I really, I really think you have a point there, um, um, as Dirk Cutter being the offense coordinator. Hey, Jobs, we got to hold on. We got a quick break coming up. Please hold through this break. Hey, guys, listen, Sports Info UM on the Voice America Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Are you 
a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Hosts J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Spring Bruin hunting is on tap this week for the revolution with Jim and Trav. So you better listen carefully and come loaded for bear. Joining us will be Eva Shockey from Jim Shockey's Hunting Adventures, plus Mike Stroff of Savage Outdoors, Donna Beetle with Polaris, and the revolution survival expert Tim McWelsh. And it's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, and World Fishing Network. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888 346 9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, guys, you listen to um, Daryl, and I'm here talking to Jarvis and from Jacksonville. And Jarvis, you were talking about they brought in Coach Smith from... Um, from the Atlanta Falcons, you know, and Coach Smith was fired from the Falcons, if I'm not mistaken. And the reason he was fired was that he he was burned out from the game. But we do know now we're not when you're burned out, the best thing you can do is take a rest. And he's been out of the league now, going on his two years. So um, this might be a good move for for uh, for Tampa to bring him in and to have a new atmosphere, a fresh young team. Uh, this could be a good move. I Alvarna, Jonathan Banks, Grant Grimes, Jonathan Smith, 
you know, I think in Major Wright, I think that those guys, you know, remind him of his team that he had in Atlanta, and he'll have similar successes. He's able to breathe a little bit. Now he comes back to familiar faces, familiar uh, authority. Well, he was the authority uh, in Atlanta, but comes back um, underneath uh, Dirk Carter, and I think that uh, that's going to help him out tremendously. Again, I am biased, but I think it's a reasonable bias. Hey Jarvis, man, I appreciate your um, being biased about your team. That's how you should be. If you're if you're a homer, you should be a homer. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I'm, a, I'm a Miami Hurricane fan. That's why the name of the show is Sports Info UM. You know we love the Hurricanes here in, in on on Sports Info UM, but we also love all sports and all football teams, all football organizations. So Tampa Bay is on that list. Support the Gators as well. Yes, we support the Gators. As, as a matter of fact, I even married a Gator. She has a little road rage in her, but I married a Gator. Hey, Jarvis, thanks for calling Sports Info. You're on radio show, and don't hesitate. Give us a call every Monday. We're here from 8 to 9. Absolutely. Thank you. Have Thank you. Care. Peace. Hey, Matt, we got James on the line still? James, what's going on? Hey, 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 James! Thanks for calling the show. And, and you know, we open up tonight talking about Will Smith from the um, New of the New Orleans Saints. You know, he was on that um, championship team and um, right. you know, lost his life over the weekend yeah. uh, in a tragic death. You know, um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's it's a sad, sad situation. And uh, and uh, Will was number ninety-one for the uh, New Orleans Saints. Um, I know not a thing. I know not, I know something. Okay. Yeah. 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 And, um, it was. Uh, uh, he uh, played at Ohio State. Uh, matter of fact, uh, graduated in, with a degree in criminology uh, from Ohio yeah. State. Mm-hmm. You know, right. we, uh-huh. we we were talking earlier about um, you know it's it's a shame that um, so many um, so many young black men are are killing other young black men. And you know, we talk right. about these Black Lives Matters. So if they if they matter, we can't be killing each other. You know, we got to love each other, man. It's just, and, it's, and it's unbelievable when you see um, some of these young people that are just taking other people's lives. And it, it, it's, yeah. this is a sad story, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they got a, um, I was cleaning one of the classrooms today, and I was looking up in, I may have been in the office, you know, uh, office, I know I came in the room, and I seen something had a big old peace sign. And it was, it was real, it was very interesting. It said, in every heart, in every, something about classroom, in every country, we all still need peace. Yeah, we do. And it Lord was, knows we and, need and, peace. And, and, and it was very interesting. It said, in every heart, every classroom, in every country, we all need peace. Amen. Now, and I thought, and I thought it was profound. I said, "Boy, that's nice." I mean, Ooh, I really like. Wow, that's powerful, man. Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, and I, and I, was, I, I got to find out who I can say it, or I can check out who I can say it. But it, it made a lot of sense. It said, "We all need peace, no matter what color." It said, "In every heart, yeah, every classroom, and in every country, mm. we all need peace." Yeah. You know, uh, me and my grandson yeah, was home, just the two of us. Last weekend, uh, and um, uh, I asked him, what you want to look at on the Netflix? So we just strolling down all the kids' stuff, and he decided he wanted to look at this movie called uh, On My Way to School. And uh, it talked about 
four different sets of children going to school and how far they had to travel to get to school. These right. one kids had to walk four hours. These other right. kids had to walk two hours. And, and part of that was uh-huh. through, and, and the dad told him, it was in, in the closed caption, said, be careful and look out for the, for the elephants, is what they were more concerned uh-huh. about elephants than it was lions. And the other kids, right. they, they had to push their brother in a wheelchair for two oh, hours to get to school. Right. You, you hear what I'm saying, uh, Bird? And this is unbelievable, man. And me and him watched this whole entire movie. And, um, yeah. and, and now I'm almost drilling him on this movie to make sure that he remembers parts of this right. show to, to, to know uh, how significant it was. You know what I mean? Because uh, right. um, um, that's, that, lets, that lets you know. That lets you know right. that... Uh, you know how much how much education is important. How important it is to people all over the world and what they go through to get to school. Right. And I let him know right. that hey, you, and you ride up to school in a car. You know. Right. Yeah. Right. So we need peace, man, and we need peace in our schools, and we need kids yeah. in school. It's a darn shame right. that so many kids are not in school. Right. You know, right. and why are they not in school? Because parents are not making sure that they get to school, you making sure they are in answer. school, and making sure that their parents are, parents got to be a, a bigger part of school now as kids are almost. Yep, yep. And and uh, Bird, before I let you go, man, I'm, I'm before, uh, before we go any further. Um, you know, one of the ties that um that Will Smith has uh, to the University of Miami is that you know. Uh, uh, he played it. He played in the Miami National Championship game that ended in 2002 football season at Ohio State in the Fiesta Bowl. That game that they uh, they stole from us. He was in that game. But Will Smith was studying for at for his master's degree at the University of Miami, and he was on track to get that master's degree um, this summer from the University of Miami in Coral Gables. Ain't that something? Yeah, it was. To get his master's degree this summer with a master's right. degree. He he was on track to graduate from Miami on this team. summer with a master's wow. degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you. Yeah, that's something. I tell you that yeah. And there I show um and uh, thank you for giving me a, a spot for talking with you on the radio and everything. Hey, man, you're a Kane fan. You always got a spot here for life. All right. But like I said, get those right. tickets ready for us now. Get those tickets right. ready. Hey, we ready, right, man. man. Mark, Mark Rick got us right, and we're going to be down. I'm going down this weekend to see what it looked like. And holler at us next week on Monday night. We'll let you know what's going on down there in the hurricane yeah. land. All right. I tell, uh, I tell Alan and the crew back home, uh, I, I was talking with you and everything. All right. I appreciate it, Berg. Okay. Take care. Okay. Take care, James. All right, All right. All right you bye too. Bye. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Man, that was, that was James calling us and um, giving us a little tidbit on this Will Smith thing. You know, it's, it's, it's really a, um, it's, it's another tragic situation in our society. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's sad. It's really, really sad, and um, I hope it's a wake-up call. I, I, I really do. I, I really do because, you know, um, 
Yeah. This, this is, it, you know, I, I guess a couple of years ago when they had the um, oil spill off of um, New Orleans, I think it was, they did everything they could. The, the, the America did everything we could to stop this oil spill. And I look at this, this gun violence is like, why can't we just say, hey, let's stop, let's stop making guns. Or if you're going to have a gun, you have to wait a year for them to investigate your life, or they not not investigate, maybe not a year, but how about six months? We have to wait six months before you can get a gun, because it is becoming just outrageous. You know, I, I when I was growing up, nobody I knew had a gun, or if they had seen a gun, it was their parents' gun. Nowadays, every kid that I know has seen a gun, and it was not their parents' gun. Now, that's sad. That's scary. That's really, really, really scary that most of the kids have seen guns, and it's not their parents' gun. So in, a, in, a, in, 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 in most cases, that gun was easily accessible to anyone. We've got to do something about this. We really have to do something uh, about this. I mean... It 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 is it has gotten gotten out of hand. Well, we were talking earlier about Von Miller, and um, Von Miller is deserving of twenty to twenty five million in some cases. Uh, right now, the Denver Broncos are willing to pay him between seven and eighteen million per season, and if he doesn't sign that contract, he'll be obligated to be a um, a restricted free agent. A, so, in in reality. He will probably not sign that um, that restricted free agent contract. So, Von Miller is probably going to hold out and get between twenty two, between twenty and twenty two million dollars per season, and I think he's worth every penny of it. Now, there was a story out a couple of days ago that Von Miller, that Johnny Manziel, was staying with Von Miller. Now. I'm like, wow, that's unbelievable. What in the world Von Miller let Johnny Manziel stay with him for? Well, then that story comes out. No, 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 Johnny Manziel is not uh, Von Miller's roommate. Then earlier, then later on, there's another story out. Josh Gibson and Johnny Manziel are roommates. Well, I'm glad that changed real quick because, Von, if you want the $20 million or if you want the 20 some odd million per season, Vaughn. Don't be hanging around, Johnny. He, he's one of them friends. You just say, hey, oh, you coming in for a minute? Oh, you coming in for a minute? Oh, all right, come on in for a few days. But then you out of here, man. You got you to you have that three-day rule on some of these guys, Vaughn. You know, make it, a, make, it, make it a part of your business. You cannot be hanging around Johnny Manziel too long. Because, you know, and let's, let's talk about Johnny Manziel. He, here's a free agent quarterback that you don't hear a lot of talk about people wanting to sign Johnny Manziel. And you don't hear a lot of talk about um, Johnny Manziel working out for people. Um, and he hasn't signed with anyone. So what's the deal with Johnny Manziel? And every time you see him, he's going in a nightclub or he sounds like he's been drinking. Um, Johnny. Man, a lot of people want to help you, but you know that old saying that I say every once in a while, if you cut your finger, 
It don't heal from the outside in. It heals from the inside out. Trying to get yourself some help, man. You got to do this. We can't do this for you. And for, for one thing, man, out of sight, out of mind. Get out of sight, man. Don't be in the sight. Don't be in the in the spotlight all the time. Man, go go around the back. Go through the back door every once in a while. Call them and tell them you're coming and you're going through the back door. You got to always let people know where you're at, man. Good gracious, you know. If, if that's the case, you need to get on Facebook and Instagram and all that and tell people, hey, I'll be down at the at the Hee Haw and the Me Me Club at 6 o'clock or 8 o'clock or 11, whenever you get there. But don't, don't, don't walk through the front door, Johnny. Take your time, man. You know, man, at least get somebody to drop you off and you and four people walk in together. Don't be driving up to the front door and you getting out of your big fancy car. It's just not the way to do it, Johnny. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta show a little more. Uh, you gotta show a little more cleverness, or you gotta show a little more swag, or you gotta not no, no swag, no, 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 no swag. You need to take some of your swag away. You gotta show more incognito, man. Don't don't be the first one at the, at the at the game. Hey, don't be the, you know don't be the last one to leave. You know and do and when you do leave, hey. Lead through the back door. Get in the back seat and have somebody whistle you off. I'll call you an Uber. If you want to lead through the front door, walk out. No, because you've probably been drinking. Don't walk out the front door, Johnny. Go through the back and uh, hop in the Uber and keep it moving, buddy. Um, you got to get yourself together, man. You really got to. You got to get yourself together. Hey, guys, you know, the, the Brickersaw Ferguson, he, he retired. And he said the, the movie, the concussion movie, had a little bit to do with Maybe something to do with him retiring. Then he said, I wasn't sure if he was going to retire. And then he said, hey, I'm done with this. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I retired. He's so the Brickishaw Ferguson has retired from the NFL. Now, um, we've seen this happen lately, um, especially in the offensive line and the defensive line category. The uh, Brickishaw Ferguson, um, he's still a young guy. You know, um, have we seen the end of him? Um, is this it for him, or is he gonna uh, take a sabbatical for a year, uh, or maybe 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 just take a sabbatical and just work out for a year on his own? He's, he has enough money. Uh, we see in this now where these guys have seven, eight, nine, twelve, fourteen million dollars in the bank, and a lot of these guys have come from a life where they didn't spend a lot of money. They didn't act like they needed to spend a lot of money, so they've lived a life of of not misers, but they really haven't act like they needed a lot, so they didn't they didn't spend a lot. So maybe he's one of those guys, and maybe he can take a a, a sabbatical for a year or so, and come back next year and say, "Hey, I'll play for five million this year." You never know. I'd like to see that happen, um, the, uh, the Brickishaw. But if you don't ever play another down, and your and your life is set, and you don't need any money. And you can enjoy yourself, and you can talk to your kids if you have kids, and you can run behind them right now. Hey, more power to you. Hey, guys, you're listening to Sports Info UM, and we'll be back after these messages. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. 
Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM, guys. Uh, you know, we're, we've been talking about this senseless murders here in... Um, and, you know, in the Will Smith situation, you know, it's just, it's really, really sad. And I think we really have to step up, guys. I mean, I'm, ladies and gentlemen, we really have to do something about this gun violence in our, in our society. You know, um, the NCAA has put their foot down. The NCAA has put a moratorium on bowl games for the next three years. The NCAA is really saying, hey, we got enough bowl games and we will have no more bowl games. And the problem is, you know, it's, I don't think you should go to a bowl game if you don't have a winning record. And last year we had three teams that went to bowl games that, had, that did not have winning records. You know, and, and, and when you think about it, Nebraska is one of those teams. Now, when you think of Nebraska football, um, that's, you know, that's, that's unacceptable to have a 5-7 and seven record and go to a bowl game. San Jose State had a 5-7 and second, seven record and went to a bowl game. And uh, Minnesota had a 5-7 and seven record and ended up going to a bowl game. You know, it, you know we got to draw the line somewhere. But um, the NCAA has also um, put a ban 
on what Coach Harbaugh did last year when Coach Harbaugh bought his football team to Tampa during their spring break, which I think is a very, 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 very selfish move on his part. You know, how are you going how are you gonna take a person's spring break and take them to Florida? I know, you know, bring them to Florida, but still, you didn't let them go to Fort Lauderdale Beach and hang out and drink. You know, that's what most of the team wanted to do. You know, you didn't let them go to uh, South Beach and um, hang out and look at bikinis that all day. That's what most of them wanted to do. You know, you didn't let them do that, coach, but you bring them to Florida and you all practice in the spring. You know, well, you know, um, coach wanted to do this in the summer, too, as a camp. He And as a matter of fact, last year he did this as a summer camp. He went to different cities, and different states, and, and had a summer camp and had a Michigan summer camp. And as a matter of fact, Florida was one of those states. Well, this year he wanted to take it on the road to Alabama, Texas, Mississippi, Virginia, and Florida. Well, the NCAA uh, came down and said no one can take their team no one can take their team out of state and have a camp. So Florida can't go to Georgia and have a camp. And uh, Miami can't go to Tennessee and have a camp. And Michigan can't come to Florida and have a camp. I don't know if that's necessarily, um, say, if, if that's right. So what if a bunch of Michigan alumni want to have a camp in Florida, and invite Coach Harbaugh. Is that illegal? Uh, uh, what if a, a bunch of uh, Miami alumni in Tennessee wanted to uh, invite Mark Rick to to a camp? Is that illegal? So you know, I think they're going to always find loopholes for this kind of stuff because Harbaugh he may not have his coaches coach the camp. He may have coaches from coaches that coach high school football in Florida that played at Michigan coach the camp. Now, wow. Now, hey, hey, now where do we draw the line? And I, and I look at it like, hey, I think, I think Harbaugh is smart enough to, to push the envelope. It, no, he has enough uh, kahunas to push the envelope enough just that far, you know. And I Who's to say it's wrong? If I was a coach at Florida, University of Florida, I'd be very upset. If I was a coach at Miami, I'd be very upset if Harbaugh came to came to uh, Florida with a camp or even brought his team down here for, for a spring practice. Hey, guys, we got Tobert on the line from uh, from South Florida. Tobert, what's going on? What's up, Ali? Hey, loving life, loving life. Hey, we got Tober Bay, one of my former teammates on uh, from the University of Miami, calling Sports Info you on radio show. Hey, Tober, we appreciate you calling. You know, we're talking a little bit about this uh, Will Smith tragic death in New Orleans and a uh, road rage situation. It's a horrible thing. It's it's this gun violence is just horrible everywhere. It's just sad, man. I wish it was a way we could get rid of all these guns. Man, I, I, I've been saying the same thing. You know, um, you know, Bill Clinton came out the other day and was talking to these Black Lives Matters. As a matter of fact, he caught a lot of heat about it, but he ain't speak nothing but the truth. 
you know, they say these kids get all hyped up on this crack and go out and gun and these gang members give them guns. They go out and kill people. And here, you know, and we say black lives matter. They lives matter too. All black lives matter. You know, we got to do something about this gun violence, man. It's just crazy. It really is. Yeah. I, I, I wish we had a solution, Ali, but somebody has to come up with something real soon. Real soon, man. It's horrible, and when we look at other countries, we look at other countries just as big as us. Look at a country like Germany. How many people die of a gun every day in Germany? You probably could count them on one hand. And then you look at our country, and we got, it, 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 it'll, be, it'll be five people die in Miami tonight probably by, by gun violence, man. And, and between Miami, New Orleans, Jacksonville, and Orlando, it's probably going to be eight or 12 people die tonight, man. It's a, it's a horrible thing. And what's so scary with this Will Smith thing is this could have been anybody. You know, I could have had a fender bender, you know, and maybe got out a little upset. Um, it, this could have been anybody, man. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. And we got to make it harder for people to get guns, too, though. We really do. Yeah. So, Tobo, what's the post, uh, what, what's the post in Miami uh, with, um, with the hurricanes down there? I know we got a big reunion coming up this weekend. Um, Mark Rick is, um, seems like he is tightening down, putting advice down on these guys, letting them sit, telling them how, how good they, they are not, how hard they need to work. I've, I've watched four or five practices, and first I want to thank the University of Georgia. I want to thank God because he's tired of the University of Miami losing. I bring him all the home. And the Board of Trustees for finally opening up them pockets and spending some money on our football program. And secondly, Hurricane fan, we don't have to be mad Busting at the TV anymore because he's going to get back to playing UM football. Hello? Boy, you don't know how good it sounds coming from you. And I'm not lying, Tober. Hey, boy, you, you, man, you, you're putting a twinkle in my eye. And I'm not lying, man. If this is what I well, want to hear. When you, when you see the scrimmage, sadly, you, you, you gonna, when you're on your ride all the way back to play, you're going to be smiling. I'm, I hate you, he, he was God sent, man, and that's no lie. We're aggressive on defense again. We have a nice front. He's just doing an overall great job with those kids. And everybody's competing at every position. It's just you and football once again. And I'm just, I'm excited. Boy, you said a mouthful when you said everybody's competing at every position. Because that has been one of my biggest problems with the University of Miami in the last seven years is that guys come there already starters. You know, it ain't, you don't look at the depth chart. You, you 18 years old and you number one because you were number one uh, when I walked in your living room and told you to come to the University of Miami. That has been a problem for me. And, um, and, and I know these guys now because Mark Rick comes from that old depth, depth chart watch. You know, when you walk out, right. that, walk out to that field, you better look at that depth chart to see where you're at because yesterday's practice dictate where you are today on the depth chart. Yeah, you played with um, Mark Rick, so you know him personally. Yeah, you know, Mark I, was a, he was a he senior. Left, when I was there. As I was coming in, so I didn't get to play with him. But 
He's very pleasant guy to be around. Those kids love him. They're responding to him very well. He has a great staff from what I've seen so far. They're coaching. They're going to develop the talent again. There'll be no more. We got to wait till the kid gets to the NFL to see that he can really play football. We're going to see kids making plays again at home in Carl Day. Not going to be like it's been the last seven, eight years where we were just going through the motion. We're going to play football again. You know, and Toba, when I see this kid, Alan Hearns, up here in my up here playing for the Jaguars, and he's the number one receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, and when we see uh, uh, people like Santra Henderson, the starting right tackle. It, it don't make sense. We, but, you know, that's water under the bridge. We finna play our hurricane football again. Everybody can get their clothes out the closet. You can be proud fans again. Even though me and you, Ali, we took our beating. And we gonna enjoy our wins this time. We took it for granted last time, Ron. And I know you did also. I took that for granted. I thought we was gonna always win. But that was very humbling experience them last few years, man. I went to the scrimmage Saturday. We got four backs, you know, which that'll be hard for all four of them to play, but we got four solid backs. And we gonna run the football again, Ali. You know, our side of football is run and throw. Ain't no just throw the ball all over the field all day long. That ain't football because you can't control the game. And when the game on line, you got to be able to run that ball. We will do that. You know, he has a history of having great running backs at Georgia. So he's brought that same philosophy here. He develops quarterbacks, and he's calling the plays again, Ollie. So all that is, you know, very exciting. And um, Kyle is improving like he should. And um, I think the freshman receivers will have to play. The three that they signed, all three of them will have to play because kind of thin that receiver right now. But overall, we we competing. Everybody's competing. And everybody know they have a legitimate chance because you don't know nobody. new coach. So, yeah, I've been pressing every day like you were saying earlier. Exactly. And, uh, and I, I tell you, Toby, you know what? That, that will make a team better every day. When we played together – when we played for the Hurricanes, the competition was more on Monday through Thursday than it was on Saturday. You know, we, 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 yep. we made it. You know, our practices were just as hard as any game that we ever played in. You know, I tell people all the time, man, when you had to go up against Jerome Brown, Winston Moss, Jimmy, John, Jimmy uh, Jones, Derwin Jones, Jimmy Johnson, and, that, and the list went on and on and on, man. You know, so we had some battles. So I think Mark, if nothing else, he's going to make sure that these guys are going to be competitive and uh, and they're going to love one another for one thing because he is that kind of guy. He is really that kind of guy. Yeah, they, they, they seem as though it's that same family atmosphere as when we played, you know, everybody genuinely getting along with each other and they, they work hard for each other. I want to let the next man down. Yeah, and you know, I... Uh, I know the kid, um, um, Mark Walton, they say he's been making a flash down there, but I hear this guy, um, Gus Edwards, name. I hear Gus is uh, in good shape. Um, um, uh, I, I hear he's lost some weight. He's, uh, he had the whole year off last year. But um, Joe Yerby, you know, I've, I've always had a lot of confidence in that guy. He runs hard. He, he runs between the tackles, outside the tackles. Uh, I, I know he's going to do everything he can to hold on to his number one spot. How's that How's that looking between them three guys and your boy uh, Trevor 
from uh, from uh, Northwestern. Kyle City, from Kyle City. Tyrone Gray. Yeah, he's from Kyle City. He's he's still yeah. learning the quarter from running back position because in high school he's a quarterback. But okay, that's, like I said, we have four backs, and each one of them brings something different. And all of them run hard. They run well, and they're picking up the system, you know, pretty good. So that competition is not going to ever stop because all of them hungry, to, you know, for the for some touching. Yeah, how's the young boy Stacy Coley looking, um, Tobert? He had a nice um, catch Saturday in the scrimmage. He made the guy miss the tackle. He took it down to like one yard line probably like a 60-yard play. So he's around in shape real well. And, and like I said, the system that Mark put in is great to match the talent of the kids down in the South Florida area. And we're going to win again. I, I myself, now, in my opinion, we're going to have two games, Florida State and Notre Dame. So we should be able to win 10 or 11 games. Uh, now that, when you look at them Saturday, you can form your own team, but that's what I see. So I they see. remind us, so much of us when we were playing and competing every day, like you say. Saturday we the hard work was doing a week. I went against Mike Irvin, Brett Perry, and Brian Blade. First round, one Hall of Famer, and two second round picks. So right. I, who, you tell me who was better than that. I played on Saturday. Nobody. Nobody. Hey, Tobin. Thanks for calling Sports Info, your radio show. We got to get out of here. But, hey, man, don't be a stranger. We're here every Monday night from 8 to 9 o'clock talking about the sports and talking about the University of Miami. Okay, no problem. Anytime, anytime. Thanks for, thanks for calling. All right, I appreciate it. Hey, guys. I'll see you Sports Info, you and I'm on the Voice America Radio. We'll be back next week with more sports information. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.